Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversations, though, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Almost every day, that's how frequently I run into situations that I wish came with a user's manual. Almost every day. Do you ever feel that way? You know, a relationship challenge or a work situation that went sideways, a conversation that has you feeling bigger feelings than you expected to and you want to figure out why. These are things that make life life, but it's normal to wish you could get a little guidance in those moments. Good news is that there are therapists trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills to walk through them. They can step in as that teacher and guide we need sometimes. My therapist has been very helpful voice in my life for a lot of years, and so I know firsthand the power of having a safe, qualified person to process with. I want that for you too, and with better help, you can have it. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If your first match isn't a good fit, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. You don't have to deal with any awkward waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. You don't even have to put on hard pants. You learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. And just a reminder that all the links to our sponsors, the transcript of the show, our weekly email newsletter, the AFD Week in Review, and all the details about our Advent series, all of those links are conveniently available in the show notes. So check it out. Today's show is a little bit different than usual. For starters, it's coming at you in the middle of the first week of our Advent series. We are absolutely loving hearing from y'all about how you're listening and watching and how you're interacting with your Advent series guidebook. It is so fun, and it's only the first week. We have three more to go. But mixed into the Advent series, we also have some conversations with friends that we just couldn't wait till January to share with you. So each week until Christmas, we'll have a Thursday episode of That Sounds Fun that is our typical format, only that's not entirely true. 
true for today because as you may have seen on my Instagram or on YouTube, a few weeks ago, I got to visit the set of the series, The Chosen. And not only did we get to tour the set that is a replica of first century Capernaum and watch some of the filming process, you can see all that over on my YouTube, but we got to talk with several members of the cast, some of the writers and production team. It was incredible. So today's show is a little different than usual because we'll be sharing conversations with several different people, all of whom are responsible in one way or another for this amazing show. I will introduce you so you know who you're hearing from. So let's start with George Xanthus, who plays the character of John. And listen, we had to start talking about soccer. I mean, George, I want to talk to you about you being John, but I mostly want to talk to you about Premier League. Oh, yeah. Can we just... I would love... It'd be like a 20-minute interview. I mean, we walk in, and you've got your Liverpool kit on, and I need you to know I've got a Bellerin pink Arsenal kit on the way to me. Bellerin is cool as well. He's such a good dude, right? lectures and stuff, and gives talks. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I think we're going to lose him. Maybe yeah. even before people hear this. So oh, I had nice. to hurry and order the third third kit that was and it's pink. Bright, bright pink is it? It's bright pink. It's Perfect. beautiful. You need to get you one. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> thank you for being on. That sounds fun. Thank you so much for this having me. This is great. My first question is, what scene do you love the most that you've already done? It's funny. My answer to this used to always be, because um, I'm one of the lucky disciples that's been there since kind of day one. Yeah. But it's funny because John is kind of like an extra in the first four <laughs> episodes. So some yeah. fans like saw John my first line is go get caught in a net. Yeah. Um, and they're like, is that the John from the Bible? Which John is that? And I just walk off and you don't see me again for a while. So yeah. it's kind of like an Easter egg. But my first answer to that would have been the miracle of the fish, the first time you really see John properly. Right. And it's just such a fun scene to shoot. It was freezing cold. Um, you know, I was I was there with, you know, Zebedee, who plays my father's yeah. Nick Shakur with one of the old big Jameses. And we had to, as Dallas always called it, the big green burrito needed yes. to be pushed into the boat. Um, and it was great because the struggle was real and yeah. they got some great footage from that. But then once I did uh, season two, episode one, it's called Thunder. It's mm-hmm. based on John and James and how yeah. they got their name, Sons of Thunder. So that for me personally was, you know, as an, as an actor, more enjoyable because I got to really yeah. delve into the character of John. Yeah. So you're a Groundlings guy. I am. Yeah. So there's right. comedy in your background. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I was. I was talking about this before. Like how how can you use comedy in a show yeah. like The Chosen? And I think that's because the show is making the characters relatable. Like this version of Jesus at the wedding of Cana, he's dancing oh, with everybody. Great. You know. It's the other thing is at the miracle of the fish. I always say this. It was Dallas told me this is going to be controversial. I think, but hopefully people get what I'm trying to do when Simon kind of collapses to his knees and looks up at Jesus, Jesus comes down to his level mm-hmm. and, and talks to him like this. He doesn't want to be above. So that relatability lets us play with comedy and then it just lets the audience in a little bit more. It makes the story more relatable. It makes, um, I don't know, it makes the message clearer, I, I think. How do you feel about season three? Um, so there's a... Basically, the honeymoon's over, I guess yeah. is the best way to kind of put it, because a lot of great things, Sermon on the Mount, has happened, and uh, now the disciples are going out two by two and kind of spreading the word, what they've heard from Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. For John, it's an interesting journey because John kind of wants to be a leader, 
but he has to be patient. So mm -hmm. that's also a thing that's like a common theme with yeah. John. But um, there's a lot of conflict in this season, which is cool. You know, different groups come in, the Pharisees, the Jews. I've seen an ancient Greek person, which was, I'm Greek background myself. Yeah. So when I saw that Athenian person, I'm like, whoa, everyone's getting involved here. Yeah. So really, really fun season. Um, there's no wrong or right answer here. But when you were researching John, did you read what he's written? Yeah. I, I didn't initially, I, as soon as I got the role I did, I looked at, you know, the book and, you know, wanted to kind of gauge what I could. Yeah. But the thing I've been doing mostly is as things have been happening, uh, I've, uh, you know, also when you stay in hotels, you've got Bible there, so it's really <laughs> easy. Right. You know, you've got like a free book there. But right. um, it's cool to then read what, you know, whether it's I do that first or I, I do the scene and then see what, what oh, was written. Sometimes yeah. it's like one line and we make a whole episode out of it. Yeah. But something that's really cool, I saw this on YouTube and it was nothing to do with The Chosen, but they used my face, which was really like awesome. Really but they hard. were talking about John, how his writing style is not like standard Judean like the others. It's actually more Greek because mm. he's kind of does it like poetry. And yeah. apparently James and John were very educated. They came from a wealthier fisherman family. And so when you read his book, if people go back and read it, it's different to the other books. He kind of tries to make it a little bit more dovetailing, more of a story. So I'm sitting there learning literary techniques from John from like his book in ancient times. So. And the Greek connection. And the Greek connection is awesome. And then Dallas puts it in like in season two, episode one, Thunder. Yeah. John goes, well, you know, the Greeks use the word to mean, you know, this and that. And then there's also another Easter egg in season two when yeah. I say to Simon Zealot, you know what you're doing, it smacks of Hellenism. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of Greek Easter eggs there I think they've put in for me. Yeah. yeah. Being in this role and being so up close to Jesus, does it change how you feel about Christmas at all? Yeah, it, I tell you what. So, I mean, Christmas we know is it's, it's the birthday, but the, the thing is- Your best any, friend's birthday. Yeah, best friend's birthday. Yeah, um, but it's kind of, what happens is it makes you feel a little bit more connected to Jesus as a person. Mm -hmm. And I, I go back to that example of the wedding at Cana, seeing him dance, you know, that's a fun moment and everything about Christmas is fun. But sometimes what happens is I start to think about what we're going to do in season six and seven. Yeah. And that's where those things pay off in the long run. We're doing these relatable, humorous, fun things now in the good times, yeah. but we know it's going to end somewhere really, really kind of depressing and, and, and sad. Yeah. Um, ultimately, a, a nice thing with resurrection, sure. obviously, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it just makes you see it in a whole different light for sure. But also with Christmas, we've got a special on that's like, you know, the seeing the birth of Jesus from yeah. the perspective of the shepherd. So um, it's just the show has made me see so many different aspects of Christianity in a completely different way. Yeah, signing up for seven seasons and knowing how the story ends. Yeah. I mean, that's just not normal for actors. Do you feel like this is as different as it seems? So there's an interesting thing I can say about as an actor approaching it sometimes. I don't know, this could be faux pas, but I use it and it seems to work on screen. Sometimes you can lend yourself as the actor to kind of poke in. So when John is in a scene, I remember there was a scene where James and John are talking about uh, someone not understanding something and James goes, do you think we're not going to understand it for a couple of days? And John says, no, I think it's going to be a while. Wow. In that moment, George came in and, and said to John, a while means 2,022 years. Right. And then John kind of has this sinking feeling and Dallas like kind of goes, that was, that was really good. And it's like, <laughs> well, no one knows what 
John's yeah. thinking, but John's kind of got a bit of a hint because I do know where the story's going. Yeah. That could be faux pas for actors, yeah, no. but that happens a lot. Same thing with the wedding. You know, yeah. you know where the story's ending, so yeah. you want to enjoy it more. We really enjoyed doing the dancing yeah. and the kicking in that scene. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you, you're going to bring George to John no matter what. Yeah, 100%. And the, the casting in this series is just, you know, the way it's been written as well. Dallas, Tyler and Ryan have written yeah. the series so well, but the way that they cast it, I heard Amanda, Dallas's wife, had a big say in that. And every disciple is like the actor. It's wow. crazy. And so obviously George is going to come in. I can be impatient sometimes. Yeah. I can be impetuous and emotional, have a bit of thunder. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do need, I probably need people to tell me to calm down all the time. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's yeah. great. We're going to yeah. be fine. You're a Liverpool fan. That's what y'all do. Someone yeah. needs to tell y'all to calm down. Same as Klopp, right? Everyone, yeah. He's funny, but <laughs> he can right. get a little bit crazy sometimes. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. What do you do for fun? Uh, I mean, I have to say, what sounds really fun to me is going to Liverpool to watch Liverpool versus Manchester City at Anfield, which I am going to do. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, have you ever done that? You get to do that this season? I'm just going to go. I'm You're going to the UK. Happen. I'm going to go with my wife, and we're going to yeah. watch Liverpool play. I think football always sounds fun. I agree. Oh, always. Those Saturday mornings. Oh. And can I tell you as well, this is a little bit faux pas as well. I'm uh, ready. A bit unprofessional, but if I've got a, a slow day on set and Liverpool are playing, uh, when they yell cut, I will head to my phone, put on the live game, and try and watch as much of the game as possible. I need you to know if I'm speaking at an event and there's a game on and I'm not up, yeah. I am watching on my phone in the yeah, side, right. in the in the green room. As stressful as it is, that sounds fun to me. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I wish Liverpool the best season. Thank you. And so, Arsenal as well. Thank you. Let's just meet each other at the top. Absolutely. Be Absolutely. Thanks for doing this, George. My I really pleasure. appreciate it. My pleasure. Oh man, don't you love him? I love the role of John and the way that George plays him. A favorite character of a lot of people is the one I got to chat with next. It is Elizabeth Tabish, who plays Mary Magdalene. Liz, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thank you for having me. Gosh, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. I can just hear my friends listening already going, oh, Mary Magdalene! Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> what is it like being one of the the main women, I mean, really the front running woman of the show, there's so many women who go like, yes, look at her, look at her. It's incredible. I, I don't even think I realized I was a lead until like season two. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on a second. Where Wait. am I on the call sheet? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I just, you know, the the first two episodes of season one were like just dream scenes for me. I was yeah. so excited to play these two very different sides of one woman yes. um, that I could also relate to both sides so well. And it's just, it's it has been a dream come true to play a character that has been written so well yes. and has so much emotional complexity and psychological depth. And I mean, there's, there the writers have done, done her justice, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, you knew when you were signing on, it was a seven season gig, right? Not really. No, you did you know, So when we, when we started, we were just filming the first four episodes of season one, because it was crowdfunded right. at that point. And so we didn't know if we were going to finish season one. And then when we finished season one, we didn't know if we were going to like start season two. So it's just been this really gradual thing wow. that we're, you know, it's slowly growing. And now we're at a point where like, oh, we're, they're writing season four. So yeah. like we're, we're moving, yeah. we're talking along. Um, so it's, it's all been like exciting little surprises over the years. That is awesome. Okay. So you knew who Mary Magdalene was going into it. Oh yeah. yeah. And knowing her storyline, why was this a yes for you? It was nothing but yes, because it was I was relating to 
the the way they wrote the Lilith character, yes. I was I was coming out of a depression at that wow. point. Well, I came out of a depression because of the show, but like I was in a depression that I was connecting to Lilith's sorrow, her grief, her anxieties, her self-medicating. Um, and uh, I hadn't read a character like this. You know, th- that sort of character is usually in, in Hollywood films and it's it's a tragedy. It's right. over, you know? Right. And in this, it was showing this second chance, this like, this redemption, this, this new life mm-hmm. that I was so eager to to be able to play but then also experience myself yeah. in a lot of ways so in in so many ways you know it's also like it checks off all these things that I've always wanted to do which is like do a role with an accent do something that is ethnically the same as me yeah. which I've never been able to do oh, wow. and to do a historical figure that I admire so much you know all of it is just such a dream how do, I've never been an actress. How does playing a role like that, because you said it brought you out of a really hard season. Yeah. Do these days on set, do these moments acting change who you are offset? Oh, that's such a good question. I, I think, you know, preparing for them and then playing them and then watching them in the final edit are all these, like, points, uh-huh. these moments that have sort of the opportunity for change within me. Wow. And, like, I have been changed from just reading the script. I right. have, like, you know, I think the the end of episode one and season one, when I just read that before I right. auditioned, like, that changed me. Yeah. In season two, playing uh, the scene with Matthew and Simon, where I'm <laughs> vomiting at the yeah. end, but but they're, they're showing me so much love and, and kindness, like, Playing that scene, I remember that changing me. Yeah. I remember feeling different after that and feeling really, like, not just loved by these characters, but, like, taken care of by my fellow actors. Wow. So there are a lot of parallels that have, you know, influenced me. The character has influenced me. She's inspired me to want to be a better yeah. person. And me too. a lot of what I admire is that she's been able to use her pain in her past to help others, to recognize it in others yes. and, and yes. reach out in ways that are, I think, more obvious in season three. Yeah. We'll see that oh, more. I can't wait. Yeah. So let's talk for one second about season two, because there's a moment for you in season two that got so much like hubbub <laughs> around it, right? Yeah. And so my, my question for you, when it was happening, I was thinking, does this make you feel a certain way as the actress behind this character? Does it make you, if someone says they don't like my shirt on the internet, oh, it hurts my sure. feelings. You know, so yeah. I'm like, did you have feelings about the internet having feelings about I what think, happened with Mary Magdalene? I think if I didn't, like, trust in the writers and didn't believe in why they wrote it yeah. that way, I could have gotten nervous. I yeah. could have gotten, like, worried about what people are saying. But I loved so much yes. that they showed how human she is and yes. how fallible everyone is, um, that the, we are just human and we make mistakes yeah. and we will continue to make mistakes right. and it's okay. It was this opportunity to show that Jesus is still there and mm-hmm. still loves her and forgives her. And like, yeah. it, it's, it, it's a nice example of that. So I felt so strong about that and, and was so confident in the purpose of it that all the haters or yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe they had strong reactions and it made them 
question some of their own, you know, beliefs or why they were reacting mm-hmm. in a certain way. And I think this is this show provides so many great opportunities where like people's beliefs kind of get into, you know, ten- there's tension there. Yes, yes. But then it also opens up this line of communication where we can talk about why we're reacting in certain ways, what our beliefs actually are. Um, So I think it's just this really great uh, point of engagement. How's your experience of how well women are written in this and how uniquely women are written in the show? I love it. I'm so grateful for it. I am so excited about so many different types of women being portrayed. Yes. I think the, the problem for so long has been this, like, women are either... The prostitute or the, you know, virgin, you know, or a wife or like there's very limited options. And in The Chosen, they are writing really, you know, realistic women with complex backgrounds and you know, they're business-minded, they're entrepreneurs, they're good with money, they're yeah. like, they're smart. Yeah. And they're also really sensitive and aware of, of you know, the emotions amongst the group. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful to the writers for, for yeah. doing some, some good justice yes, for the female I characters. Agree. Yeah. I agree. It always bothers me how few women in the Bible have names. I know. <laughs> and I feel like the writers have done such a great well, job of naming them. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm so thankful. We are all appreciative. That's right. Um, Okay, the last question we always ask, Mm -hmm. because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? (laughs) Just watch movie after movie. Do you? You just love watching movies in the theater at home. I love going to the theater. I love going to art house cinemas and watching like old movies, black and white movies. Uh, I am, I'm, yeah, I'm a cinephile. I also, um, I co-direct a, a film festival called the Art House Film Festival. Oh, wow. So in my spare time, I'm actually like going through submissions and watching <gasps> art house films from all over the world. It's international. We put it on virtually every uh, Christmas season. Yes, so it's okay, like good. December 26th through 31st. We'll totally link to it. And that then so we fun. have, we're starting to do pop-up screenings in different yeah. cities. So Listen, if you want a pop-up screen in Nashville, I'll be oh my, there. Yes, that Come would be on. so much fun. We have the Belcourt Theater that is perfect for that. Really? It's adorable. Yes. Oh. It is very cool. It's where you go see all the cool movies. Oh, exciting. So, okay, we'll yeah. be in contact. I'll be there. I'll be cool. there, uh, Thank you for doing this. <laughs> thank I you. I really appreciate it. Lovely meeting you. Thank you. You too. I mean, do we love Liz or do we love Liz? I know she's amazing and it just has embodied that character in such a beautiful way. The next friend we got to speak with is the character Thaddeus, played by Giovanni Cairo. Giovanni, thanks for being on. That sounds fun. Oh, thanks, Annie. Appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for being here. Oh, man. I've, it's been so amazing. Tell me the difference you feel, because you've been in since season one. Sure. How different is it being here at like a permanent place? It is fantastic. I actually just worked on the, the new sets for the first time two yeah. days ago. Oh, my gosh. And so I got to experience it with y'all. Yeah, that's right. And just to see the detail and how big the sets are and just, like, the different the different dimensions to eat, it's it's incredible. I'm just excited for things to come and to, to film more of The Chosen throughout the years. So it's been great. So that is exactly what I ask you about because— now I've never been an actor, <laughs> but you still time. Th- th- thank you, thank you. I do have time. <laughs> Most times when y'all sign up for things, when you get a mm-hmm. gig, a job, we hope it goes well. We hope we get another season. Yeah, right. But you knew signing on to this that Thaddeus was a guy in this story from start to finish. Why is that a yes for you? Why did you give seven seasons of your life to this? 
Ah, uh, because I trust the message and I believe in the message. Really? Um, yeah, you know, before I booked The Chosen, I was at a place to where my faith was not where I wanted it to be and my career was not where I wanted it to be. So I think as artists too, we strive to be part of something way bigger than ourselves, not just to be part of something that's a job. And what The Chosen, I think, is teaching is what Jesus is biggest, most important commandment was to his disciples, the last supper, which was love one another as I have loved you. I truly think that's one of the biggest messages that the chosen is getting out there. And to be part of that, and I love my character and the way he's a peacemaker and Thaddeus. And uh, it was was an easy decision for me. It's people I love too. So we know your career's changed because we're watching it, right? Mm -hmm. Has your faith changed? I think it's gotten stronger. I know it's gotten stronger. Um, you know, I've definitely gotten closer to God by doing this. I've gotten closer to St. Jude Daddy. I said I'd do a prayer every night to yeah. to make sure, like, you know, keep using me as a vessel, keep working through me through each scene, through each each time I go out there. So um, it's definitely strengthened my relationship with my family, my friends, people I'd, I'm just meeting for the first time to, yeah. to be better with them. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be lying if I said it didn't change yeah. me in that way. Um, I know you're a sports guy. Love. So sports. this may ruin our friendship. But what I went to Georgia. You? Oh, that doesn't ruin a friendship. Okay, great. Okay, you great. Beat, you beat my rivals, the Michigan Wolverines, last year. Because I'm a Spartan. Oh, you're a Spartan. Okay, I'm great. This is even Spartan. better. So state thank guy. you. Okay. We're like best friends. Okay, great. That's what I was very concerned when I saw the Michigan in sports. I was like, no, this no, no, kid no, goes no. south so fast. We are so best fast. friends. I, I was great watching news. that game. Enjoy. So. How about those dogs? How about the dogs? What a dream. Congrats okay, what is your hope for Michigan State then? Oh, Ever going to come back? Just, just win a national championship, That's please. All. But no, if they keep beating Michigan every year, which, <laughs> hey, it's happened the last two. That's right. I'm happy. That's what matters most. Okay, let me tell you the last question we always ask. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, yeah. tell me what sounds fun to you. What sounds fun to me? Life in general. Um, oh, I love that answer. Yeah. like I, I, think, I think you create your own fun. So for yeah. me, it's, it's kind of like... Embrace every situation you're in. Uh, what sounds fun at the current moment? Talking with you. I yeah. think this is great. But uh, but I'm just looking forward to filming more of The Chosen throughout the year. That's that's a joy because I love these people I work with. So I'm just excited to get season three of The Chosen out to you guys. I was guys. about to say, what's different about season three? It's a lot of surprises <laughs> coming up in season three. Yeah. A lot of surprises. Things get more intense. And in a way, the honeymoon's over and the disciples are going to have to really deal with uh, what it means to follow Jesus as people start getting riled up around that are hearing the news. So you guys are in for a ride. Oh, we're ready. We're stoked about it. Tell me about how you think the audience is going to feel differently about season three than one and two. Yeah, I I think, well, for season one of The Chosen, it was kind of like you're getting the team together. Yeah. Right? The band of brothers, they're coming together. Season two, it's obviously complete and things start to get a little tension with the Romans, but I think with, with season three, the intensity really ramps up because worlds start to collide, um, you know, with the Romans and the Jews and the Pharisees are now yeah. starting to continue kind of their search and, and, and probe more about what Jesus is doing. So the word is getting out, which is great because more people are hearing about what Jesus has to offer and what he really uh, believes. But at the same time, there's people that that disagree, like mm. the Pharisees, mm-hmm. with what he's doing. So the stakes are, are higher, more higher than it's ever been. And uh, and things get a lot more intense for the disciples as we're trying to spread this word. So Okay, so again, me being not an actress yet, not um, yet. when coming. you are offset, can you turn off that those are the bad guys? Like, are you oh, able yeah. to—okay, these are like your bros when you're offset. I love these guys. 
If you met, if you met Brandon who plays Quintus, Not yet. Yeah. he's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> but he's on screen. So y'all can all just like but sit on and eat screen, lunch. you love to hate him. Yeah, that's right. Because he's so good at what he does. <laughs> right. uh, but he's a sweetheart. No, and like, uh, yeah, is it Sean who plays Shmuel? Uh huh. Such a good dude. He's such a great guy. So, but, uh, but, but they're able to tap into these characters so well when filming The Chosen, and it's, it's, it, it works. You know, it's very easy to tap in and connect with them when we're filming, but off. Go grab a coffee with them and have a nice chat. So that just blows my mind. I don't know how you can. I can't. Quintus makes me so mad. Good. And so he should. (laughs) He should. Maybe you are as nice in real life as you are in the show, and he's nicer in real life than he is. Maybe that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it should work. The next time I play a villain, I'll let you know. Yeah, that's right. Maybe maybe it'll change me. Can you do other things in the middle of doing the chosen? Do you have time? Uh, In between in between seasons, I try to work as much as I possibly can. So yeah, it gives us the opportunity to audition for other projects and and work. But we're always anxious to get back. Yeah. Yeah. So you're from Michigan mm-hmm. and L.A. and Texas. Do you have a place? So Where do you all stay when you're here? Uh, uh, here we stay in uh, Waxahachie. Okay. But Just like a big group. All of y'all are all, all of us bros. Are, Everybody's all bros. All the bros are all yeah. around. So, you know, like on, on nights we're not filming, we'll have like game night. We're playing like different board games. Or Noah, who plays uh, yeah. Andrew, is really good at uh, Mario Smash Brothers. <laughs> He's like ranked in the world. He's really no. good. Yeah. So anytime you try, I, I don't even try. I think I've tried once and I embarrass myself. But, but uh, yeah, he's this is he's, the content the internet needs. He's very good. Yeah. Like you guys should film him doing so. Uh, he would love it. And he and he and he will trash talk you. He'd be like you're going down. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but it's a fun group. And then the next day, y'all are just disciples together. And then we're disciples. Then we go That's back great. to our times in yeah. biblical times. So yeah. yeah. What does rest look like for you? Rest. Yeah. I'm bad at it. Yeah, I yeah. Bet. Like anytime I turn, I have time to kind of just relax or watch a TV show. My mind's always going like, yes. "What are you doing next? What are you doing next? What are you doing next?" You so, seem like that in real life. You seem like the guy who's always got the next thing going. I do. Yeah, yeah. I got to watch my shows at night because then I'm forced to go to bed afterwards. <laughs> I can't right. do it during the day. That's so right. that's right. Thanks for doing this. No, thank I'm really you. grateful. Oh, Annie, appreciate it. It's thanks really for fun. thanks for talking. It's great. Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Rothy's. I love looking at my calendar for the next few weeks and knowing just how many people I love that I'm going to get to spend time with. The holiday season is kind of the actual best for us Enneagram 7s. I've got a wedding and a concert and a couple of get-togethers to go to, which also means your girl needs some outfits and I have to have the right shoes. I mean, no outfit is complete without them, right? For chic and comfortable flats that can be easily dressed up and dressed down or, you know, brought on the dance Florida wedding or for any seasonal gathering shop Rothy's seriously versatile and comfortable and Rothy's just released the coziest merino wool slippers for when your day is officially over do y'all know how much I love slippers I think you do when you give the gift of Rothy's you show you care about comfort durability and of course style you know this is my favorite part all of Rothy's products are designed with the planet in mind so they are sustainably made with their signature thread repurposed from single-use plastic bottles and if you don't 
don't know someone's shoe size, Rothy's makes versatile bags and accessories that run from pocket size to tote size if you want to give them as a gift. As much as I'm on the road, shoes that are comfortable and they go with everything are a must. My black Rothy's points are on my packing list pretty much every trip. Rothy's are made to last. Plus, all their products are machine washable, which means they'll keep looking great through the new year and well beyond. Get stylish shoes, versatile and durable enough to wear all the time with Rothy's and you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And I want to tell you about another one of our incredible partners, Chime. There are a lot of things vying for our attention every day, right? Family, jobs, friends, health, our credit score. Wait, Yes, your credit score is important, but no, it doesn't need to be the main thing on your mind. Chime is here to put building your credit score at the front and center of their attention. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your very own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average, all of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. You can get started at chime.com slash that sounds fun. That's chime.com slash that sounds fun. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank NA pursuant to a license from Visa USA. Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out of Network ATM withdrawal fees may apply, except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. All right, friends, let's jump back into our conversations. Now, I love this part. We got to not only sit down with the actors, we got to sit with some of the people from behind the scenes that are writing the words, making the show, and making it all possible. So here is a conversation with the co-writers of The Chosen, Ryan Swanson and Tyler Thompson. Jess, thanks for being on That Sounds Fun. Thanks for having us. I'm so happy to get to chat with y'all. Okay, let me start with, y'all have both been writing since season one. You've been in this the whole time. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite episode that you've written? Of course. Yes. And we, it's the same for both of us. Is it? Yes. What is it? We each have a 1A and a 1B. Okay, I wanna hear them. (laughs) One and 1A. We love um, season one, episode two, par- partially the end when they're all celebrating their different Shabbat dinners. The, yeah. the Pharisees with all their opulence, Mary Magdalene doing it for the first time in her little studio apartment right. with a blind person and stranger she doesn't know. And then all- Matthew having his Shabbat with the dog. Yes. He his oh, that is so heartbreaking. <laughs> but, yeah. It just came together and yeah. I, I've never been prouder. It was a long time ago when we first saw it, but I've just yeah. never forgotten yeah. that moment. Yeah. Do you feel differently about Jesus now than you did when you started? Mm. Yes, of course. Yes, Uh, I I feel that I have a tri perspective on Jesus that I never had before because I get to be in those conversations with Tyler and Dallas. Yeah, and so we're we're each speaking into the characters, right, with a little bit of uh, our own experience inevitably creeps in, and so how we see Jesus has has changed. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's it's changed because it's been infused with how Dallas sees him as sarcastic and yeah. Tyler sees him as all embracing and yeah. not judgmental. And, and, and those things have kind of opened up what had been a, a pretty static mm-hmm. um, understanding of what Jesus was for, yeah. for most of my life. 
Yeah. What do you like about Tyler's writing? Um, I love that Tyler can crack into uh, the smallest fissure in a character, work with somebody's vulnerability, their fear, and open that up and have other characters speak into what then is motivating us mm. from a negative side of things. Yeah. Because that, that portends conflict and it, 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 it really helps uh, the healing, really, yeah. when you can open those things up. What do you like about Ryan's writing? He's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but also, we're still remember we have fundamentally different brains. So I will pitch something about a character, and he sees it from a completely different light. He'll just say, yes. I have a different take on that, very gently. And I love it. I, I, I love the perspective that he brings, and he just has so much experience. And he tends to see the plumbing. He mm. tends to see the architecture of a thing where I, I'm hung up on, like, the painting that's on the wall. Yeah. yeah. I'm so much about the surface things. He's always looking deeper into, like, how these things work. Yeah. Y'all, I mean, even as humans, y'all present very differently. <laughs> and so it's really interesting to think about y'all writing together mm. and with Dallas on yeah. everything. I'm wondering, so many of our friends listening are writers and people mm. get real um, married to their book title or really <laughs> like this chapter, no one can change, but mm. an editor or another writer. Yeah, talk about it, Tyler. Why, <laughs> what is it? Kill your darlings. Yes, yes. <laughs> you cannot get so, uh, I mean, with that being said, the text, we're not going to... The Bible, that, sure, that we're sure, sure, just to, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, that, that we're not going to stray from. We're but not going to kill I, that darling. Right, that darling yeah. is the capital D darling. But we, we definitely, we're not going to stray from that, but we do have ideas mm-hmm. um, based on any given story in the Bible. And any of the three of us, I don't know about you so much, but I get I get attached to ideas that, I, that I'm hoping will survive. Yeah. But if they don't, I, I, I just trust... Both of Ryan and Dallas, the other two writers, and I trust our biblical consultants who come in and look at yeah. stuff and say, like, hey, just you no, know, that's like kind of like that tradition didn't develop until the third century in Judaism. You're kind of oh, like wow. stepping outside. So we, we've learned to hold things with a very open palm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that's not scripture, we just kind of we trust each other because even when I'm upset that something got killed, I, I will often say to myself, like, but it always works out. Like the, yeah. the episode always turns yeah. out to be better, no matter what we have lost or gained. Yeah, that's true. Do y'all have? Uh, I mean, this is a seven-season arc. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know how the whole thing? I mean, besides the Bible part, like, have you already outlined how the whole thing plays out? Yes. So you know. So are you writing season four now, or are you okay? That's yeah. where you are. Yeah, we're we're on the the, the home stretch. We're past. That's why we look the... so tired. <laughs> I was gonna say, are y'all tell. like normal writers? That like you've stayed up too late uh, and yes. you've canceled dinners <laughs> and, and the deadline's yeah. coming. They are very yeah. much. Uh, yeah, here stayed in us. Texas for an extra week. Uh, really? Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. Not not on this trip, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're it's it's an all-consuming. Uh, think because it comes from passion, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're we're led by Dallas, who has the ultimate passion. I mean, how can we take a break when we're watching him direct and produce and yeah, write? Exactly. And, yeah. Um, so it's 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 a it's a wonderful experience, but yes, it's yeah. all consuming. So yesterday we got to watch a scene filmed, and I won't <laughs> spoil anything in case we aren't there yet of what people can watch. <laughs> oh, cool. But it's a scene in Andrew's house yeah. with Andrew and. Judas, Judas and Philip. Well, it's Philip, yes, yeah. and yeah. they have just come back from the Decapolis. Uh-huh. So, if you can remember back, will you kind of tell me how that scene came about? Because it's hilarious. It's mm. hilarious of how they interact with each other. Uh-huh. When y'all are writing, are all three of you sitting around and talking about a scene, or is one of you writing it and bringing it together? Do you recall? 
Oh my goodness, I'm really passionate about this scene. Are you? Oh, it was great. so great. Well, because yeah. peek behind the curtain, that scene used to take place in the Decapolis. Oh, In wow. draft one. This is how these drafts change. Yeah. And as it kept, uh, that, it's from six, right? It was a page yeah. one rewrite. That was an episode we had to kind of start over on. And instead of them doing that scene in the Decapolis, we needed to move it into Capernaum. And so all the things that they're describing about, they were probably telling the parable. Yes. This is not totally yes. not a spoiler. People could just read the Bible That's for the parable. <laughs> of the, it's a little bit about yeah. the show. Just yeah, read the book. It's there. It's it's public domain. Um, but like, so yeah, they're telling the story of the parable, and people are reacting to it in these negative ways. And then we moved it from Decapolis into Capernaum, into Andrew's house. We're like, there's no detractors anymore. So we needed Judas to be like, well, that's like a, a suitable reason for someone not to want to go to a banquet. They just got married. They're going on their honeymoon. Yeah. So that was really fun. What were you gonna say? It seemed like you were ready to answer. Oh, I, you know, I, I was I was thinking about the part of it where we are all together, oh, uh, which yeah, was sure. which yeah. is well before this. And again, okay. it, to to Tyler's point, it was it was set in a different place. Mm -hmm. And so what we ended up having to do was get back together because we do go off and write in our separate places. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler and I are both in Los Angeles, but we're doing our meetings via Zoom. Yeah. And we're meeting up with Dallas the same way. Everything in Los Angeles is like two hours away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Nashville, everybody's song wrote over Zoom for like two years. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that same is present. amazing. So then, then when we decided we had to replace it, we just wanted to keep the, the message intact yeah. uh, because we liked the content of that scene. We thought it was funny. We thought it's it was. It's really uh, funny. <laughs> I mean, we, we got to watch it's it four dark. times. It's, funny. it's so funny. You know what's funny is that that scene actually was really ominous. Yeah. That yeah, same material. Yes. Like Judas is sort of uh, the, the, the way he's just kind of dismissive and, <laughs> and flip with uh, the story that these guys are obviously really fraught. Right. They've just had this journey that's been horrible. If you place that in the mouth of somebody who's angry, yeah. it, it has a, it yeah. had a very different meaning. Yeah. Like, because we don't believe you. Yes. What yes. that, you know, the, the, so <laughs> wow. it, 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 it had a different tone because yeah. it had to. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the last question we always ask on the show. Because it's called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, what's, uh, th we have this theme that <laughs> runs through this season. Our, 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 this is a season for, for the Jesus story in this season to be come unto me. His yeah. ministry moves from his Jewish congregation into the world. And I'm so excited for people to, to, to see what we're doing. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Found fun to hear that that live stream, the, yeah, the positive, yeah. the negative, the the coming together. Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's that's what we miss. With the people say, well, somebody said a negative thing. They came together to do it. Yeah. And they're talking about the Bible. Yeah. So that sounds fun. To You'll me. take it. Yeah. What about you? What sounds fun to you? Well, you were on the set yesterday. What yes. sounds fun to me is. A movie set or a TV set is 150 plus people all working on one thing focused on, you saw all the, it's fun. It's like, you've got actors, you've got sound people, you've got lighting people, you've got set decorators, you've got hair and makeup. It's so fun. Yeah. Everyone is, all the wagons are pulling in the same direction. Yeah. And it's that, that unity is, I just, I just love being there. I've never seen anything like it. It was so cool. Thank you all for what you do. It's amazing. Thank Thanks for We're coming. We're really grateful, excited for season three. Man, y'all know I love some behind-the-scenes stuff. So hearing from the guys who write alongside Dallas Jenkins is so fascinating to me. And we also got to sit down, I loved this, and chat with Brad Pilo, who is the actual president of The Chosen. Here is that conversation. Okay, Brad, so welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thank you, Annie. Good to be with you. Thanks for doing this. Will you kind of explain what it means to be the president of The Chosen? It's kind of like the President of the United States. Is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nothing like it. 
Most productions don't have presidents, honestly. This is a very unique production in that it's created a community and in order to kind of engage that community, which is what's special about The Chosen, we need a lot of people to do a lot of things year-round. Yeah. Our social media team, our marketing, our merchandising, our gift-giving. You know, we, as you might imagine, there's also this little TV show that we make, the production. <laughs> right. um, so for half the year, there are 150 people on this arm making the show. But year-round, there's about 40 people that are doing kind of everything else. My job to kind of keep everything running year-round. Yeah. Why was this a yes for you? Coming to The Chosen was very unexpected for me. Um, I, while I can look back now on my career and say, oh, now I understand, I, I did this thing that's really relevant now, um, I never expected to end here. In fact, at this point in my life, um, I thought, I'm gonna be involved in nonprofits and yeah. sort of giving back to the world. But when Dallas invited me to be part of the Chosen Experience, I first spent time helping the distribution company, Angel Studios. Then I came full-time to the Chosen. That journey for me was unexpected because, believe it or not, I'm one of those fans who didn't want to watch the show. Yeah. Definitely didn't want to love the show um, because I've seen it. Yeah. Like, I've seen right. it. Love Jesus, just don't love his shows. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I, I finally fell for it. I, yeah. My wife sat me down and said, you're going to watch it. It was in the middle of COVID. I watched it. I loved it. I, I contacted Dallas and said, what can I do to help Because y'all were already friends. No, we weren't. No, you just blind reached out, Brad. Blind reached and out. And climbed your said, way to the President of the United States of the Chosen. How about that? Well done. <laughs> <laughs> there was no scheming involved, I promise. That is very impressive. It was impressive. just little by little saying, can I help with this? And then a call, can you help with that? And yeah. little by little kind of found opportunities to serve. Are y'all Dallas-based? No, actually. Well, I should say my wife yeah. lives in southern Utah. Okay. Together with the other executive producer and his family live down in southern Utah. Okay. Right outside of Zions Park, I can sit on my deck and oh. look at the mesas. It's just gorgeous. And we film part of the seasons in Utah. Mm -hmm. And then we have a home here. And uh, unfortunately, at this point, I spend most of my time in yeah. Texas because we're in production. Yeah. Ha I've asked this to all the cast, and the answers have been interesting. But has your feelings or thoughts about Christmas changed since becoming part of The Chosen? One of my very first experiences with The Chosen was around Christmas. I'd introduced Dallas to this set in Utah that we ended up using during season two. We used it in season three as well. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting around the, the kitchen table at his Airbnb, and he was going full on into production. And I said to him, this is the Christmas story. You started out with a short film. That was about the birth of Christ. But the Jesus story is the Christmas story, mm -hmm. and we should be celebrating it. How would you feel? If I were to produce, while you're producing the TV series, a Christmas special, mm -hmm. and we'll bring in Christian artists, and we'll have monologues, and we'll tell this story all over again. We'll just celebrate. And he was a little skeptical. He actually was like, I'm not so sure you can pull that off. We didn't know each other well enough yet, but we pulled it off. And mm -hmm. I produced the very first Christmas with The Chosen. Yeah. And of course, we've done a second one. And those have been beautiful projects, and to me, speak at Christmas time to the heart of the chosen. Mm -hmm. It's worshipful. It's celebrating the very life that had birth in that season and made yeah. all the difference in our lives. Yeah, okay, so tell me about the first billion. You know, I made my first billion. <laughs> I, 
Oh, you're talking about people? Your first billion. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Teach me that. That's We're taking more than six minutes if no, no, no. you're going to teach me that. They commonly refer to me as the tech entrepreneur that runs our company. Yes. Um, the, the first billion people was a phrase that came to the chosen as, as I came to the chosen, where everyone was already saying, we're going to reach a billion people. And I checked the almanac. I was like, I think there's more than a billion people on this planet. And so we just adopted the phrase, the first billion. We want this to keep going. And it will. Yes. It'll keep going. Yes. It's great to have a target. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not really an analytical target. Like, we don't have an accurate way of counting anyway. But we're saying to ourselves, we're not making this for Christians. Mm-hmm. We're making this for the world. Yes. Jesus is the Savior of the world. If, if you're Buddhist, if, if you're Taoist, if you're, you know, name the religion— He's your savior too. Yeah. And we want to bring him to everyone. And yeah. I believe the way we're telling the story is accessible to everyone. Yes, yes. Okay, the last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, huh? tell me what sounds fun to you. What do you do for fun? Oh, what I do for fun? I do this for fun. Really? Yes. Now, I will say, uh, you know, my, my wife would correct me. She'd say, no, 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 the grandchildren are fun. Yes. We, we just had our 17th grandchild, <gasps> and we have our 18th coming this week. How many kids? And our are... 19th what? is coming next month. Oh I'm a gosh. grandpa. <laughs> That's what's fun. I had 12 children, so we're just getting started. Y'all have 12 kids. 12 naturally born children. Yes, yes. and there will be 19 grandkids yes. this year. yes. That is like, you're making, that's going to be the first billion, is your lineage. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and it's the best part. That's amazing. The best part. Yeah. Um, thank you for the show, and thanks for being a part of this. Thank we are, you, Annie. It's, it's helping so many people. What thank a gift. You. Hey, friends, just taking a quick break from this conversation to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, Raycon. I know it can feel like there's a ton to keep up with during the holiday season, so your friendly neighborhood, Annie, is here to share with you one of my go-to gift ideas this Christmas premium audio products from Raycon. Raycon's wireless earbuds and headphones and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, and almost custom comfortable fit and up to 54 hours of battery life, you guys. Anyone you gift them to will for sure find a use for them right away, whether they use the speakers to start a party in the living room or they take a moment to escape the party completely and use the earbuds to catch up on their favorite podcast. And as the one gifting them, your favorite part will be that they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, you guys. My Raycons provide great sound quality and their battery life is so ridiculously long. And they offer so many fun color options that they're sure to be one to fit the personalities of the people on your gift list. Raycon's being good friends to us, so they've created holiday gift guides for everyone in your life. Your fitness fans, your gamers, your on-the-go podcast for music lovers. And for the next month, Raycon will have a countdown to Christmas with a new pop-up flash deal for you to take advantage of every single day. You can find Raycon in stores now like Kohl's or Walmart. But let me just tell you right now, you're always going to get the best deal at buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun. The Raycon website also offers free shipping, free returns, and buy now pay later options plus a 30-day happiness guarantee right now go to buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun to get 15% off site-wide with the code holiday plus free shipping okay that code is holiday at buyraycon b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n.com slash that sounds fun for 15% off your raycon purchase buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun 
And I want to tell you about one last incredible partner, Ritual. We can probably all agree that our eating habits during these last couple of months of the year don't always cover all the good things we're trying to consistently give our bodies, right? I mean, studies show that over 97% of women between the ages of 19 and 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. But Ritual is here to help us out. They did exhaustive research to formulate Ritual's Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamins so they can help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. The nutrients they include support brain health, bone health, blood health, and they provide antioxidant support. And because they want to provide the best supplements they can, Ritual invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. And they did it, you guys. The trial found that Essentials for Women 18-plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. Studies like this are kind of unheard of in this industry, and it assures us that we can trust Ritual. Ritual is committed to traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, third-party testing, and always clear communication. So Ritual just released Symbiotic Plus, a gut health supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic on one minty capsule. I am here for that minty flavor. Just one delayed release symbiotic plus capsule per day supports your gut with all the quality and traceability you'd expect from Ritual. Right now, Ritual is offering my friends 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash that sounds fun and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. All right, friends, we got a couple more conversations to share with you and we didn't mean to save them for the end, but listen, Quintus, the bad guy, right? The bad guy, Brandon Potter, sat down and chatted as well. And y'all are going to love this. Welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thanks for having me. I I have to be up front. I'm terrified of you. <laughs> you are the worst. It's true. I know. It's true. <laughs> I mean, have you ever played a character like Quintus? Have you ever been the bad guy? Oh gosh, I've been the bad guy. Have you a lot? Are you projects. the actual bad guy? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. You just keep getting the bad guy. <laughs> I, I, I get typecast as a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which has made me reflect at many points <laughs> in my career. Like, why do people relate to me on this level? Uh, <laughs> why is this the gig I keep getting? Yeah. Right. Yeah, but the, you know, uh, I do like paying rent, and honestly, Fair. it's fun to show up to work every day and be a jerk. So is it? yeah, yeah. I mean, on screen, obviously. Uh, certainly, yeah. certainly, yeah. as a person, you seem really nice. Do you think, when you're playing Quintus, do you feel like he is a jerk, as you're saying? you feel like he's a bad guy, or are you tender to him? You have to be tender to, the, to every character that you play, especially the bad guys. Because if you start pretending like your character wakes up in the morning and says, how am I going to be evil today? Yeah. Then you end up playing, you know, this sort of tie the girl to the railroad tracks, broad right. villain, that, that that doesn't really have any humanity to them. Yeah. So you have to pick out something that you genuinely relate to. And I, I do relate uh, to his desire for order or discipline, yeah. you know? Yeah. He thinks he's doing the right thing. He's yeah. helping people organize their lives. Right. Uh, and that's not waking up and doing evil. Right. He's trying to make the world a better place in his own twisted way, right. you know? And he's also a part of this this huge story that he doesn't fully understand, yeah. you know? And that's something that's easy to relate to. I mean, I'm working on this show, The Chosen, which is, is, is big. The cast and the crew is big. The impact on fans is big. There's no way one person can fully wrap their head around what all it means. Right. So I, I feel like I can relate to being 
daunted and confused by something so much bigger than myself. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When you signed on for this, I mean, it's seven seasons. Everybody knows it's seven seasons. It's true, yeah. And normally for shows like a TV show, you're like, I hope we get picked up again, right? Right. But you know the arc of this, and you probably know who you become in the arc of this. So how do you stay in season three when you know six and seven are coming? Uh, sometimes that's a challenge, but it's made easier by the fact that we have skilled storytellers, mm. the the the, uh, the writers and, and the director. And we also have skilled actors. Yeah. So when you show up to set and your acting colleagues are only playing this moment, they are present in this moment, yeah. it encourages you to do the same. So wow. everyone sort of lifts each other up in that way. Mm -hmm. This is the moment that we're in right now. Yeah. We're not in these other moments. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Giovanni, when I was talking to him, he was like, Brandon is the nicest guy of all of us. <laughs> and I was like, I That's have so a hard time coming around that because we've I only been say. Annie and Brandon friends for seven minutes. <laughs> I've known Quintus for a long time. When y'all are not on set, mm -hmm. what's it like? It's such a wonderful environment. That's one of the things that separates The Chosen from any other thing that I've worked on is that, you know, everyone was already sort of bonded by the material. Yeah. Right? Everyone believes in the project. Mm -hmm. And now that we've been working on it for three years now, yeah. there are real relationships. So, for example, I only show up to set one or two days a year, right? Oh, wow. So yeah. uh, I, I only have a few scenes every season. But that doesn't stop the folks who work together every day from giving me invites. You want to come out? We're doing this thing. Yeah. Uh, we're hanging out here. You know, We get a chance to sort of talk and keep up. And yeah. that's rare and beautiful, and I'll remember that for forever. Yeah. You're a Texas boy. Absolutely. So how far away is your real life from where we are on the set? Do you live close? Oh, yeah. I'm in Fort Worth right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I, you're just like, hey, I got to go to work today and just yeah. driving down the street. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, how has it been having this set? I mean, we got to see it yesterday. It's unbelievably beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Um, you know, in the first two seasons, if there was a plane that uh, that flew overhead, we had to sort of stop, like, kids playing kickball in the street <laughs> in a car, you know. Yeah. And now, with this incredible set, that happens much, much less, right? We get to yeah. operate unimpeded, which is um, pretty incredible. What do you like about Quintus in season three? I like that he's going to, well... He's been able to do whatever he wants for two seasons. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing to stop him. And I know. Problematic, Brandon. That's <laughs> what saw, I'm saying. I saw your face change. Yeah, I know. I was I've there. seen it. <laughs> I've watched it. Uh, and in season three, there's some there's there's some friction, some yeah. opposition. Uh, season three is going to be big. There's new characters that fans are going to love. Um, the the journeys that the characters that we know and love already, uh, they get furthered. Uh, there's going to be some some darkness, yeah, which makes the <laughs> the hope burn a little bit brighter. Yeah, I think. who's your favorite other character? Is there another? Is there like a disciple you love watching when you're watching it? It was hard for me not to uh, to fall in love with Matthew. Yeah, um, and not just because like, we had really fun scenes together. Yes, but just because who can't relate to someone who's an outsider? Yeah, you know, and doing felt his like that. very best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how is the audience going to feel different about season three? I think that the the journey they're going to go on is going to have some lower lows. 
Really? I do. Yeah. You have to be the one to tell us that. None of the other guys can tell us that. You get the bad guys got to say it's going to get worse. Yeah. yeah obviously, <laughs> but it always has to get worse before yeah. it's better. The night is always darkest before dawn. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I write books, mm-hmm. and and when I'm working on a book, at the end I go like, whoa, I'm different just because of that. Mm-hmm. How how do you think you're different just from the first three seasons? The process of working on this show has 100% changed me. It's it's been a transformative experience and it's because of the openness and generosity of mm-hmm. of the people who work on the show and the and the people who support it. I feel like I will compare everything I work on for the rest of my career to to this experience. Wow. Now I'm unhappy with you as a person cuz now I'm not going to hate Quintus cuz I like you so much. <laughs> I mean, any so, I, mean. I know that's what I need. I need okay. you to be like out of here. Like, just do something really <laughs> awful before we're done. Um, okay, the last question we always ask on the show. Okay. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, mm-hmm. tell me what sounds fun to you. What do you do for fun? Ooh, so I was thinking today, okay, all right. <laughs> another deep question, my Yes, apologies. another deep question. <laughs> so I have the chance to uh, do some productive things today. Okay. Or, or. I love an or. I could go see a matinee of Maverick. You must. Have Maverick. you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet, and I want to see it in theaters, and I know it's going to leave theaters soon. Listen, I'm not the boss of you, but let me please insert. Okay. You should go see it. All right. All you right. can get productive right. things done once the movie is out of the theaters. Perfect. I need you to know that we saw it in a 4D theater where oh. it blows air on you <laughs> and it moves you. That's right. It kind of punches you. In Don't the, do it. Yeah. Don't yeah, do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay. So, But I think you'll like it. I mean, we've been friends for a while now, so I think you'll like it. We're besties now. I support Yeah. <laughs> this is my thought, too. I support it. That Going to the movies is... High level. I mean, can you get other things productive done afterwards? It depends how blown my mind is. <laughs> depends on if I can recover. That's right. From that much That's Tom Cruise right. and yeah. Miles Teller. Yeah. Yeah. The mustaches are legit. Very that good. you should yeah. be excited about. Thanks for doing this. Annie, thanks what a so joy to have you on the show. I am very sorry that everyone's going to stop hating you over this. You had such a no, good bad guy. No, continue hating me, everyone. Continue hating me. <laughs> Please still know he's the bad guy, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. I mean, it's hard, you guys, when we actually end up loving the bad guy, right? I mean, Quintus has a soft heart under there. We just haven't quite gotten to it. But man, I like Brandon Potter. What a good dude. So we're going to finish this episode with my real-life friend, Catherine Warnock, who is the head of original content at The Chosen. Catherine and I met a year or so ago at an event and immediately were friends. I loved everything about her. And so getting to see her in the context of The Chosen and getting to learn from her, it was amazing. And so at the end of all the other conversations I had, I sat down with Catherine and just kind of wanted to hear her thoughts after I had talked with the writers and the president and some of the actors. So here is my conversation with my friend Catherine Warnock. Catherine, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thanks, Annie. So it, good there to be will here. be a future where you're you have your whole own episode. It's I would love that. Yes, we need to have Please. you on. I would love um, that. For starters, I just have to thank you for ha- letting us be a part of this and letting us talk about season three. This has been the best experience being on the set. So thank you. No, thank you for coming. It's meant the world to us to have you here. Has it been fun? I mean, we are like a group, one of the groups, y'all have had a couple of different groups coming through. What is it like to have, well, for me and a couple of these girls, you're like real life friends seeing your workplace, but also a lot of these people that you know through media actually being here. Is it weird? I think it's so encouraging because we're just like, 
we feel like little kids in a candy shop every day with the yeah. job we get to do. And to have you guys come in and each be so impactful and giants in, in your own right that we all just look up to and to have you guys go, no, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is extraordinary. God is doing something unique here. Yes. It just, it's so renewing and refreshing yeah. to, to not only our spirits, but our souls, our weariness of like, okay, God, this you've got us in the good fight. This is worth it. Thank yeah. you. It's like so when someone comes in in the middle of uh, your cooking and they're like, that part tastes good. And you're like, okay, I can finish because... <laughs> The sauce is good? Great, great. We'll keep going. (laughs) Okay, so I've got to talk to a whole bunch of actors and a couple of writers. So will you talk a little bit about the culture y'all have built? Because, A, everyone is very nice. And they all, no matter what they believe about Jesus, no matter where their faith is, for our friends listening or the people who've been in the show, they love being here. How'd you do that? (laughs) It truly is a top-down. So... I call Dallas and Daryl, they're the co-founders of The Chosen, Dallas created The Chosen. Um, They're mad scientists, Mm. but they're profoundly teachable and they really genuinely love people. And so it's a top down, it's it's intentionality of the culture. And then you have our leadership team to where we all are just a bunch of big kids who really love Jesus and happen to just be really good at our jobs. So it trickles down. And then you've got cast that are leaving Ridley Scott films and Marvel films because yes. they're like, no, no no culture compares to what's on that set. Like, I don't believe in this Jesus guy, but I want to be part of that. Yeah. And you guys are changing the world, so I'm here for it. So that's like every day. It's amazing. What's some goals? Like, as we're watching season three release, as we know we have four through seven coming, what are some goals we can watch happen that y'all are excited to celebrate? I know we say all the time we want to reach a billion people for, with the authentic Jesus. Yeah. And I'm going, I just keep adding our first billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you did like, yesterday. You said oh, yeah. first billion. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, uh, uh. And Dallas always kind of like, yeah. go, Catherine. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm after it. I'm yeah. after it. I used to be a high school teacher. And I'm like, no, Gen Z, younger, like we... We have, they have to know this authentic yeah. Jesus that meets them in the mess and meets them in the confusion and meets them in the instability of these times. And I'm like, I'm so here for it. Will you talk about the Gen Z project? Yes. So we uh, brought together nine Gen Zers from around the country. Two happen to be international. And we said, hey, we're a global phenomenon show. We can't tell you the name, but would you come and binge, our, binge season one with us in a day? And you They just, watched the whole season, whole season in a day. In a day. <gasps> Did you feed them? What'd you feed them? Yeah, like a lot. pizza. Oh, that's awesome. We brought in some amazing catering, yeah. catering, and then they had popcorn. They had beef jerkies. They, that's I mean, so they fun. were just beef snack, jerky and snack, and apple. snack and snack and snack. The snack of the chosen. <laughs> the snack of the chosen. Beef jerky and apple together. Yeah. It's amazing. It's dynamite. Uh, so yeah. So and they came together and we surprised them with, hey, by the way, yeah. you're gonna binge Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and their reactions were priceless and profound. Yeah. And so they did not hold back. They understood the assignment. They unpacked their frustration with Christianity and Jesus because they're all different faith backgrounds. Yeah. We had a pagan. We had a universalist. We had someone that grew up in an abusive Christian cult. We had Gosh. someone that hated Christianity. And when you hear her story, you understand why. Yeah. We had someone that was seeking Jesus and was like, I, I don't, I, this is so crazy. Yeah. He had a devout Catholic. We had vastly differing worldviews come together and they unpacked their lives and they unpacked their this this tension with Jesus as they met him yeah. throughout season one. And then we continue to follow them. Their the impact was so profound that we kept having them back. Yeah. We kept doing more and it became this massive documentary. It's beautiful. Where can we watch it? 
currently it's on YouTube right now okay. as one of our live streams, but we'll yeah. license it out and we're going to put it on the app really soon. Just oh, Google Gen Z The Chosen on YouTube and okay. a bunch of We'll link up. to it as well. Super fun. How has being part of The Chosen changed how you see Christmas? I think for the first time ever, I think about the messiness mm. of Jesus' birth. I think about the humanity. I always just thought about... God, you're bringing in the wise men. You're all the the shepherd. Like all these people are here. You brought them together to witness it. It was, yeah. it was magical. It was mystical. It was only what you could have done. I always thought about that. I never thought about the messiness of Jesus being laid in a feeding trough. Yeah, as his crib, right? Or the manure that they would have had to shovel out of the way mm-hmm. just so that she could birth. And having three children myself, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A set of twins. A set Two of for twins. the price of one. There we go. Um, so that, the humanity. I mean, in that first season where Jesus speaks um, Egyptian and he says, well, I grew up there. You're like, oh, yeah. Jesus grew up in Egypt. Like my brain totally. It's like he was a refugee. Okay. Yes. There are moments yeah. like that that y'all have written in and created in the show that brings such life to scripture that we've always known, but didn't like realize that it meant he would speak another language because yeah. of it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's How are you feeling about season three? Annie, I am so excited. I think this season more than any, there are two storylines in particular yeah. that I think will wreck people and, and, and give them such new life. One is, what do you do when you're seething angry at God? How mm. does he respond? Wow. How did? How long does he let us process that anger? How long is he patient for? Yeah. How does that work when you're angry at God? Do we have permission to be angry with God? So that's one. That's a storyline that I think the church needs to hear. Yes. The second I can't give away, it'll be a spoiler, but one day when you know more of my yes. background, I'm going to be a weeping mess. Yeah. Do you know what happens four through seven? I mean, the Bible does, but do you know, like, have you seen the ark? Yeah. So we have some really fun things of just, um, we, uh, we really... The, fun, the most fun thing that we publicly share is season six, not season seven, yeah. is when we handle the trial, death, and yeah. resurrection of Jesus. So then that makes us just kind of all go, well, what's in, what's in season what seven? What in seven? Yeah. I have some hopes for what season seven could be. You and me both. Yeah. So the last question we always ask is because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. What do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? I eat a lot of french fries. Yeah? French fries are your thing? Oh, they're my favorite food on the I planet. I did not know this. Are we talking shoestring? Are we talking potato wedge? What are we doing? All of the above. Uh, <laughs> McDonald's or Wendy's, because that tells McDonald's. me about a person. Every day, McDonald's. But Every you have, day. the trick is to say, without salt, please. So then what? they have to do they have to do drop a fresh batch. Oh. And then you put on your own salt. Listen, you heard it here first, everyone. That is That's the trick. That is a tip of all tips. And then you bring your own salt, BYOS, <laughs> and then you make it as salty as you want, but you've gotten fresh fries. Yeah. Okay. Well That's the secret. Catherine, you are brilliant in every way. Um Thank you for being part of the show, but I just want to say to your face, thanks for The Chosen. Like, what a gift this is to so many of us. And I love seeing, I mean, when you get to a billion people, we're going we're gonna to celebrate with you. We're going to have a big French fry party. Ah, girl, I will bring the salt. I will bring the salt. Thank thanks you, for doing Annie. this. Thank you. Oh, you guys, don't you love them? Can you believe we got to talk to all those people? I mean... No chill. You can go look at my Instagram and see all the pictures. You can see on my face. I had no chill all day. 
If you have not watched The Chosen yet, you guys, you can catch the first two seasons on their app for free. You're going to love it. And especially now that we're friends with the team, do you feel like you're like watching your friends? I know. Season three will be on the app so soon, and it's not too late to get in on our Advent series. You have not missed too much. Jump in with us now. All the details are at AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Well, we are celebrating a little bit around here at the office because our Chase the Fun friends, our Chase the Funners, just finished day 100. So we're just having a little celebratory lunch because we all finished too. So that's what sounds good to me is our lunch that is on the way. Y'all have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow as we finish out our Advent series week on hope. We'll see y'all then.